money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. And today's topic is the State of the Union address. So uh, State of the Union address is something that I started to do uh, as a real estate investor back in uh, 2008 when everyone was saying, when is this terrible market going to be over, right? If we're ready to start going again. So before that, uh, no one was really asking about market updates or anything like that because the market was going up, everything was wonderful. But after that, everyone wanted to know when the market was going to change. And I think we are in, and not this similar uh, time frame right now, uh, specifically because of the way that interest rates are affecting us as real estate investors and at, in real estate in general. So we'll just do a very quick review of 2022. So 2022 ah, started, started super strong, right? It was the best of times. And then by the time we got to the end of 2022, it was the worst of times, right? Uh, so it ended very weak. Full, sale, full year sales in Texas were down 11.4%. Uh, the average price, however, was still up. It was up 10.7%. How do you find yourself in a situation where sales are down by 11%, but average price is still up by, over, by, almost, by almost 11%? How do you find yourself in a situation like that? What's the driver of that? What's the cause of that? What can make something like this happen? What sets, what sets prices? Economics, supply and demand, right? When you still have demand and you still don't have very much supply, right? Um, you're still gonna be in a position, even if demand is starting to weaken, that you're gonna be in a position where you're still gonna have uh, prices increase. So that was one of the things that really helped us as we were uh, ending out the uh, year of 2022. So if you look at the first half of 2022, the sales were up 13.2% and the price was up 14.4%. So um, to go from the first half being up 13.2% to the last half being down on average over, or the second half being down on average over 20%, that's how we got to uh, sales down uh, just over 11% last year. The price uh, held pretty steady in spite of the fact that uh, sales were dropping. Now, the price was not up at the same rate that it was up, for example, for 2021, uh, but it still held very strong there. And I think for much of Texas, it's going to continue to hold strong as well. So what we saw is that as interest rates increase, sales volume dropped, and this was just dividing the total uh, volume drop by the total uh, change in interest rates. So for every 100 point, uh, basis point increase in interest rates, we saw a 7.5% decrease in, in the sales volume, right? And uh, the rate of the price increases that we had been seeing, uh, because in some cases in 2021, 2022, we were seeing 20 plus, up to 20 plus percent increases in year over sa year sales. So as those interest rates started to increase, those um, um, those pressures also started to moderate the sales prices. So moderate, um, that's not a euphemism for drop in most markets, but uh, in many markets it did slow down into the low single digits uh, in some markets like Austin, it actually went a little negative there. So 
What uh, that looked like is by the end of 2022, sales volume was down throughout Texas by 30%. So the last few months of 2022, we saw year-over-year uh, -year sales volumes down 30%. Um, and we saw those prices up, but they were only up in that 3% range. So those low single-digit numbers as opposed to uh, being in the teens, uh, for example, in terms of growth. So that was uh, how so far these interest rates have affected us. Now, uh, going from a two, uh, two and a half percent interest rate, and I've talked to people who have gotten below two interest rates, uh, uh, three percent interest rate to a six and a half, seven percent interest rate, obviously has had that serious effect on volume. I think I, I don't know. I I um, I, I know that uh, the the Fed is going to continue to raise interest rates. The issue is none of us know exactly at what level they were going to they're going to stop. Uh, they had a target in mind, um, but I think. Uh, this past week, they've uh, blew past that original target, and they're expected to blow past that original target as we um, as we continue to uh, as they continue to monitor inflation. So um, I didn't, I, you know, as a real as a real estate investor, um, and uh, and after 20 years of investing, I I've never said to my myself like my success as a real estate investor is going to depend on inflation. That really, that never really came out of my mouth for the last 20 years, right? And part of that reason is because when we've had interest rate increases and or interest rate decreases, did we see them at the same pace that we've seen them over the last nine months? And the answer is no. So it was the um, uh, extreme increase and the speed of increase and the amount of the increases, not something that we've seen in the last 20 years. So that's one of the big uh, changes as well. Uh, the reason why prices are still holding is, again, uh, the basic law of economic supply and demand. Inventory is still low. So right now, inventory is in that uh, three-month range of inventory. So for many of you guys are very familiar with that concept of days on market, right? Days on market, and, and most of you guys are probably confused about days on market, but days on market is not from when it went on the market to when it actually sold, but from when it went on the market to when it went under contract. So they take out the under contract to, to sale piece because this can be anywhere from you know two weeks to two months, right? Depending on the loan, depending on any issues with title, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, but many of you guys may not be as familiar with the concept of months of inventory. So months of inventory basically says, if we stopped listing houses today, based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, how quickly would we, how quickly would we eliminate all of the inventory, get down to zero? And based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, based on the inventory we currently have uh, on hand in the MLS, we've got about a three-month supply of inventory. So some of you guys will say, okay, well, that's great. What does that mean? Uh, well, let me make it relative to you so you can understand what that means. So the 40-year average here in Texas is a month of inventory of about six months supply of inventory. So even though our sales have slowed down, we're still at about half of the inventory of where we normally are at, about half the inventory of where we normally are at. And they call six months of inventory market equilibrium, right? So it's not really a buyer's market, it's not really a seller's market. Um, now, anything less than you know three months, definitely a, a seller's market. Some parts of the market in Texas last year this time were at a two-week supply of inventory, not even a one-month supply of inventory. So when you get into a two-week supply of inventory range, what's happening with prices? 
they are going up like crazy. And that's what we saw the same, the same time last year. So uh, right now, three months, still technically a seller's market. Although if you ask a lot of realtors, it certainly doesn't feel that way. Um, it certainly feels like it went uh, a, a, like a switch flipped from being a, a situation where sellers had all the control, uh, where every house was getting multiple offers above list price the same day it was listed, no option period, sometimes even sight unseen, to a situation where you know, buyers were in, had more control. So that's uh, the situation we find ourselves in right now. And then as sales volume continues to recede and inventory continues to grow, at some point we will start to see some decrease in those sales prices, especially in the markets that got probably the most overheated. Which market in Texas do you think got the most overheated? It'd be the market you're sitting in tonight. It'd be the Austin market, okay? Uh, so, uh, in fact, we already saw Austin give back some of its gains, um, uh, as, uh, and, and I'll show you what those uh, looked like in December. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the forecast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, 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 wrote, this, I wrote this down. Uh, it's not, it's not hyperbole. It's not an exaggeration. I think we'll see, continue to see that 30% reduction in year-over-year -year sales volume. Now, we'll definitely see it for the first six months of 2023. We're definitely going to see that 30% reduction for the first six months of 2023. As we get into the last six months of 2023, that number will probably moderate a little bit because the last six months of 2022, we started to see those 30% reductions versus 2021, right? So, um, uh, but overall, my guess is it's gonna be um, as low as 30%. Um, I don't wanna say Armageddon, but uh, kinda, well, I mean, so we've, we've had all these different kind of crazy, crazy times over the last, you know, three years, right? And, and, and you know, we had Snowmageddon and, and Snowvid or however you guys want to call it. And then, you know, last year it was this time it was, it was you know, all the, uh, two years ago this time was all the cars like everywhere, like on the side of the road. And, and this year it was Tremageddon. So, you know, I think it's going to be a, 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 a sales volume Mageddon uh, as we go into 2023. But, uh, what is is gonna save our butts, which did not save our butts last time, um, and by last time I'm talking specifically about the Great Recession, is the fact that we just don't have enough inventory to even su uh, support the uh, reduced buyer demand that we have today. So, and I do think we will see that reduction in that uh, inventory growth as well. So um, last time the buyers, I'm sorry, last time the builders could not put the brakes on fast enough. The builders could not put the brakes on fast enough. This time the builders really have put the brakes on very quickly. And I'll show you what that looks like in terms of um, building permits in the next um, slide. But um, it, it, you know, there, there's, there's also something else that's kind of beautiful about this market that we didn't get to experience in the last market cycle. So last market cycle, interest rates were somewhere between, for most investors, were somewhere between seven, eight percent, maybe nine percent. This time, many of the people who are the, uh, what I would call the would-be sellers, the would-be sellers, what are their interest rates? I read a statistic that 70% of the loans that are in place in the United States today are below 4% interest. So what happens when the market slows down and you have a property that you have a three, four, 5% interest rate on? What do you do? 
Could you sit on it as easily when interest rates were seven, eight, nine percent? You couldn't cash flow. You couldn't sit on it in cash flow. This is a time where you can sit on it in cash flow. So a would-be seller is now a, I'm a landlord today, right? I'm a landlord today. So that's where we're seeing a lot. And, and, or, or um, I'm an Airbnb super host today, right? So that's what you are going to be seeing. That's what you are going to be, in see, uh, gonna, uh, be seeing. Although I would uh, challenge you guys, any of you guys who are thinking about Airbnb, um, there is a uh, hashtag that you got to check out, which is Airbnb bust. What? Airbnb bust? Why would that happen? Oversaturation. Now everyone is an Airbnb host, right? So um, the statistics, so there's a, a company that specifically tracks statistics for Airbnbs. And what they've said is Airbnb volume, rental nights, is actually up year over year. But because we have so many new hosts, each individual's volume is down. So the people that were sold out for months and months, they're getting hit disproportionately than the people who are just putting their properties on the market. So before you think, I'm gonna be an Airbnb expert, and before you invest 20, 30, $40,000 in furniture, uh, just, just, just be aware, be aware of that. Uh, just just do, a, do a search, uh, Airbnb bust, because uh, that's something that's uh, trending right now. So we will see um, a growth in inventory, which will put that months of inventory number up. We will see growth in inventory to put that months of inventory up. And I do think we're gonna have um, anywhere from a five to 10% reduction in sales price as we end 2023 and as we're comparing it to 2022. Uh, primarily because the first half of 2022 was an absolute fever pitch in terms of uh, um, uh, the, the average price kicking up was an absolute fever pitch in terms of the, uh, the little volume, uh, uh, the, pardon me, the little inventory that we had. Um, but because the builders have pulled back the reins so hard, because the builders have pulled back the reins so hard, um, that's gonna keep us in an inventory, months of inventory situation that's gonna be manageable for us, right? It's gonna be manageable for us. And that's why the price, sales price reduction is not gonna be as much as the volume reduction that we're seeing. So again, what does this assume? So this assumes that we'll see interest rates go from the six and a half percent to probably the 8% range. Um, if interest rates go above 8%, then you can just take my presentation tonight and just kind of toss it uh, away because uh, all bets may be off when we hit that 8%, uh, that high mark there. Um, this also assumes that interest rates will stay in that range uh, for the rest of 2023. So uh, what, I, what I'm trying to um, um, indicate from this standpoint is that we're probably not gonna see interest rates go down, right? We're probably not gonna see interest rates go down. Um, we have uh, someone who is, um, is very aggressive when it comes to fighting inflation right now and is not going to be, um, gosh, could you, could you imagine being Fed Chairman Powell? Like, would you like, you know, everyone probably like does not like you right now. Think about it, right? And, and, and everyone probably wants to cancel you right now and, and you're supposed to be independent politically, right? But, but you know, it's kind of it's 
hard when you're you know, also kind of dancing on this edge of trying not to create a recession while more than doubling interest rates in about a six month period, right? So um, he's got an, a job that I certainly don't envy uh, uh, for um, uh, for uh, for him at all. So what's our method? How do we make money and how do we survive and thrive in 2023? So I'll put up uh, some of the, the things that I'll uh, notate for you. So owner financing is back. Um, and uh, what I love is I'm seeing it now more than ever in the MLS even. So even some of the agents are getting hip to the fact of, man, if I wanna get it at my price, then I better uh, provide terms, right? So for me as a real estate investor, I'll always pay your price if you will uh, give me the terms that I need to be able to make this work. So if you were to go back and search in the, uh, in the MLS time machine a year ago, you probably saw about one, maybe two properties that were listed with owner financing. If you go back in the MLS uh, today, you'll probably see somewhere around 15 or 20, which doesn't sound like a lot, uh, but it's one of those things that uh, kind of happens gradually and then all of a sudden, and then you'll see more people moving in this direction. And in some cases, um, um, using that, you know, two to 3% existing interest rate that they have to be able to make, um, to be able to make numbers work. In fact, I was talking to another investor today and they were asking me to help them analyze their deal. And they're like, you know, I really wanted to get it at, you know, the, the seller really wanted to sell it for um, a certain price but he wanted all cash, 160,000 all cash. And he said, but I offered him 185,000, but I offered it to him at a 1% interest rate. So how long do you have to hold that property for that number to make sense? If you look at the amortization schedule on that, for example, buying it at 160,000 at a 7% interest rate versus buying it at 185,000 at a 1% interest rate, somewhere between year seven and year eight, you owe less on paying more, but getting that lower interest rate. So what's this, what does the investor that, I was, that brought this deal to me have to do? He just has to hold it at least until year eight. And then guess what? He's in a good position, but what is he going to do? What is he going to do? He's going to take that owner finance mortgage that he has and he's going to wrap it to someone else. So he's gonna get an owner finance mortgage at 1% and he's gonna wrap it out at 10%. Specialized knowledge, putting specialized knowledge to work. And that's something we're gonna see more and more often. We will see more short sales. Um, uh, we will see more sh short sales. Uh, we will we'll see more foreclosures, uh, but, but, but definitely not at the same rate that we saw, for example, in 08, 09, and 10. Um, uh, many would-be sellers are gonna be leasing their properties uh, as long as they can cash flow. And if you have a 3% interest rate, and if you have a house that's below about a half a million dollars, there's a high probability that you'll be able to have cash flow. What I love about what builders have done this, this in this part of the market cycle is that they have reduced their in inventory, which will definitely lessen the impact on the reduced total inventory will lessen the impact on sales price. So new building permits uh, were down 32% year over year, 2022 versus 2021 uh, at 8,500 units. And then I went back into, uh, oh, and I think, uh, I, so I went back to see how long has it been since we've had that few units since uh, December of 2018 um, is the last time we had that, yeah. These, uh, uh, these that I'm looking at uh, are, um, um, gosh, I'm, I'm, I pulled this like about three weeks ago. I think um, this is all of Texas. 
Yeah, I think this is all of Texas, yeah. So, but you can, um, so if you go to the Texas A&M Real Estate Center, uh, so you can get all of the research on building permits. If I remember um, from when I went to go and look at it, they had the Texas data for 2022 month by month by month, but they did not have the individual markets data. Uh, they only had the year roll up. So they had 2021, but they didn't have the final number for 2022. Now, and honestly, I, I checked this about two, maybe three weeks ago. So they could have that out there. Uh, but uh, with Texas Real Estate Center, when it comes to the building permits, I noticed that there's, you know, they don't just, um, uh, there's a little bit of lag there. Um, and, and I mean, uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing if you're listening uh you guys are amazing uh i, I can accept the lack <laughs> just because their data is 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 probably the best uh data that's out there they live breathe sleep uh, uh, real estate in Texas. So if you guys are looking for uh, data, uh, it's a great place to check. But it's one of the things that's gonna really help us in 2023 as real estate investors and as a real estate market as a whole, because this is a very, this is a big disruption, right? So your job as an entrepreneur um, and as real estate investors, we are all entrepreneurs, is to find the disruption in the market, come up with a solution for that disruption, put a process, a system around it so you can hand it to somebody else to do for you while your head's up looking for the next disruption. Because, you know, life is a series of disruptions. So if there's one thing that you can guarantee yourself is this quote from Morgan Housel. Um, he wrote a book called The Psychology of Money. And he said, uh, you, should, you should plan on the plan not going according to plan. You should plan on the plan, not going according to plan. So we can do that as long as we have uh, different strategies to be able to use. And for us, uh, we are all about strategies. We'll go through several of those as we go through the presentation tonight. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.